This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Did you know you could help support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. You could also do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. the paddle and fin podcast i'm brian i'm jay and tonight you guys we are bringing you yet again another epic guest we got none other than jeremiah burrish he is a stick when it comes to mississippi river fishing um just an overall uh great sportsman uh he's also the director of sports and events through the lacrosse convention or convention visitors and visitors bureau yeah. cvd that, 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 that's a you long title it. dude it and is man just... that's why we go with explore lacrosse it's a lot easier <laughs> words are hard yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah welcome to the show brother yeah thanks guys thanks for having me i'm super excited to uh, be talking to you guys yeah for sure man so i met jeremiah um it was this past winter at the madison fishing show um we talked a bit and uh 
was kind of cool. And then we've kind of ran into each other a few times throughout the season um, at, at different events and things like that. But uh, we'll start off with the age-old question. We always start off with how you got into fishing and kayak fishing, man. Yeah, so I mean, um, I uh, I grew up when my family didn't fish. I grew up um, with some friends that were huge anglers. They fished a lot. They fished a lot for northern pike and panfish. I uh, would go over to their houses all the time, and uh, I honestly I hated it. I hated going fishing because I never caught anything. I didn't have the patience. Uh, I think I was like ten years old one time, and we were trolling for pike on this little lake that we could go to, and uh, I, I hooked into a uh, like a three foot northern, um, and like the the next day we went back out there and I I did it again, and I was just like I was hooked. Like I, that's all I nice. wanted to do then was fish. And so yeah, I just took that one time you know to finally catch something and to be something of size, and I was just like that was awesome. So you know then I all I wanted to do was fish, and um, but I didn't really bass fish. I'll be honest, I didn't really bass fish until even. Uh, my, my mom moved into town and we lived on the river, uh, this was in Lake Wissota where one of the KBF events is at next year. Um, but I have zero experience on Lake Wissota. Um, but I would always fish that little river. They would come up the river and, and go to the dam. And, uh, my mom lived on that and in high school and stuff, my friends and I would walk that all the time. It's deepest point was like six feet. And so we'd throw top water all day for these smallmouth. I mean, it was nice. like endless smallmouth on top water nothing big ever you know you, like a bunch of 16s and stuff at, at best and i mean it was just tons of fun and we'd wade the water and and do that and so that was always a ton of fun and uh, you know caught a ton of ton of smallmouth and came down here to lacrosse to go to school um in all honesty i didn't i didn't really fish a lot i was on the track and uh field team here at uw lacrosse i was a pole vaulter here and uh didn't really do a lot of fishing um till post-collegiately so 2012 I graduated um, started doing it a little bit over the summer here and there uh, but still didn't do a lot and if I did it was usually for crappies or something to go get a meal and and uh, you know just enjoy it a little bit and I and I did enough of it but not a ton um, but started getting into a little bit more bass fishing uh, as uh, I had a friend who had a skiff that uh, you know just you go out and paddle around in a little skiff like a little duck skiff yeah and uh, and I'd take that every now and then. And then my, um, my now wife, girlfriend at the time, I took her one time and, um, I was just going around the backwaters of like Goose Island area and throwing a frog a lot. Cause that's what I did from shore. Right. You know, it was shallow stuff. And that's the only area that's a, that's a really good area to be able to cast a lot from shore. And so I was throwing a frog a lot and I took her and she caught a uh, handful of fish she caught the first one on a, on a frog i mean it blew up right next to the skiff and she went she screamed and caught it and it like because it, it was i mean like right next to it and it just blew it up you know it was awesome but um so that was kind of you know I, I started doing a little bit more bass fishing a little bit more um i ended up getting a, a little flat bottom boat to do a little bit more in 2016 um but still didn't do a ton and then uh Chad and I, uh, you know, I my, so my job with the Convention Visitors Bureau is to bring sports and events to lacrosse and brought in the Bassmasters and the Elite Series, FLW Pros, uh, Major League Fishing now a couple of times. So um, working with kayak fishing, it's, you know, it's one of the largest growing industries in fishing. And uh, so I worked with Chad to bring in an event and we had an event for the first time in August 2017. And I actually took Chad out um, the day before to do a little bit of filming 
uh, just around the. I was just like, hey man, I don't know if my spots are good, but do you want to go throw some frogs around? We'll go have some fun at least. I don't know if there's any good fish, and and we did, and we had a bunch of fun, and um, I was like, the next day, or it was the next day was the tournament, and I hadn't signed up or anything, and the numbers weren't huge, and I was like, Chad, can I fish this? Like, is there any like. I don't know, you know, conflict of interest or anything there. He's like, no, nah, man, go for it. Why, why not? I'm like, well, sounds like fun and all, but I also think we just, we just slash sl- hammered our, all my fish. Like <laughs> he's like, ah, we'll be there. They'll find, you know? So I was like, all right, well I did it. And, uh, he let me actually use one of his, uh, his kayaks. Um, cause I didn't have one. I was just going to use a skiff, which I couldn't have. It's not legal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I fished that tournament. That was my first tournament, August 2017, uh, ever. I'd never fished any tournaments in that point. And um, I finished third. I was tied for second. Um, but that constant, like, between first and fourth virtually all day, and seeing that on the leaderboard, I, I was just like, I'm a super competitive person. So that was just like, I mean, I was I was hooked from then on, and that's all I wanted to do. And so... I fished, uh, you know, the the national championship that qualified me for the national championships in 2018 down at Kentucky Lake, where I got absolutely embarrassed, um, <laughs> as I think 200 others did. I beat 200 others, but uh, with one fish, one 12 and a quarter inch fish. Um, but uh, you know, and then uh, fished a, a, a bit more in 2018, a handful more events, a lot of the challenges. a few of the live events, and then uh, this last year I, I jumped in and did quite a bit. Went down to to Nick and Jack fish both FLW events um, with KBF and and uh, quite a few more of the central tournaments and um, yeah so and then a few others uh, part part of the Great Lakes series and some other events as well too. Was there was there an open up in Lacrosse uh, in 2018? Mm-hmm. Yes, there was. Yep. Did you fish yep. that one? How did you finish there? I did. I finished in 13th, I believe. Um, okay. I, I believe it was 13th. I think there were about 70 some, if I remember correctly. Well, I was just thinking as you were talking about uh, 2017, you put took a third place finish, and then this year at the Trail Championship, you took a third place finish. So I was curious if you if you're like stuck on that third place finish mark, man. <laughs> no, no, I no 13th. So I'm, okay. I like I said, I'm pretty sure. So okay, something like that. Right on, man. Right on. Well, um, you know, that's one thing, man. Like, I know this year you've been you've been hitting it pretty hard. I know you won uh, the Great Lakes kayak fishing event that was up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on pools, not, or yeah, eight, nine, and ten. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've have, been having a pretty stellar year, man. So, or yeah, and, I appreciate I, I that. Mean, we're, we're winding <laughs> down now, right? But, um, yeah, you know, it's going to be more, uh, more hard water now here. Hopefully, yeah. the stellarness continues, but it's not going to be out of a plastic boat anymore. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, you, uh, you just got recently put on the Bonafide team as well, right, man? Yeah, I did, uh, with the team Bonafide and, uh, team Yak Attack, um, just recently, uh, right before, I think it was like the week before that Great Lakes tournament actually, or maybe two weeks before that. Um, yeah, so I, I'm extremely ecstatic to be a part of them. Uh, I mean, like, in all honesty, that's what I, I fished anyway. I love the Bonafide, especially for my style of fishing. I'm a, I told you I'm a shallow water angler. Sure. The Bonafide is perfect for that, you know, uh, and I, I will never diss another platform. I think everyone's uh, has different needs for how they fish and their tactics and stuff. 
but I couldn't do a lot of stuff that I do um, in a lot of other vessels, in all honesty. Like, you know, that, that Bonafide is, one, it's super stable, it's light, I can easy uh, run and gun with it, and, uh, you know, and, and take it to, I mean, like inches of water quite often. Um, <laughs> down at uh, down at Nickajack, um, I, I literally, it was windy, and I was in this cove, and when the the waves were coming through, I would I would get stuck on the sand, <laughs> and then uh, like and then it would you know as the wind would pick up, it would push me back. So there's this huge sand flat, and on the other side of it, there was a little deep hole that I found that on accident that I had an hour and a half left to fish, and I knew that area had fish in it, but I didn't know where uh, anymore because I had been fishing the another spot the first day, and. Uh, I mean, but I mean, I was literally going through inches of water and found a, a four to six foot hole that I caught an 18 and a half inch and then four other upgrades in the last half hour. Um, nice. And I would not, not have been able to do that. And like I said, in another kayak and to be able to stand up, sit up nice and high. I, I love my bonafide man. I, like I said, I'm not every I think all the platforms have great kayaks now, but that is just it fits me perfectly. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Well, um, going back to when you were talking about, um, you know, filming with Hoover. So I ran into that video. <laughs> I ran into that video. What did I do? Did you Indeed. see what he just did? No. Take another swig. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Got a, he's got a freaking Hulk hand, like kind of thing. Dude, my hand is just swollen from catching all all these fish. Yeah, yeah. So here's the funny part: Ryan thought that was your regular hand. I I, I didn't even see it at first. So yeah, if you dude, if, if you guys are listening on the podcast, you got to go check this out on the YouTube video. Oh, that's too funny. Dude, it's like a Hulk smash hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It's enormous. You do it. It's like it's funny. It's my favorite cancuzzi there is. He just like nonchalantly. But you know it's funny, you plan that obviously. He just he brings it up. So guys, take a drink. You're thinking that's his regular hand. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. So getting back, uh you were talking about filming with hoover i actually ran into that video it's it's on hoover's uh youtube page when i was doing some research for lacrosse for the upcoming trail event and i'm like watching the videos and i'm like pausing it and i'm like all right there's a big bluff back there never found your spots so you're safe um <laughs> but uh it, it's a cool video you guys should just uh go check that out um you know if you want to see jeremiah in action with the man himself yeah, there's quite a few of them now. He's been up here quite a bit. We did a three-year deal with Chad and with uh, the tournaments and then with the filming. And uh, so he's been up here quite a bit. And so we've gone out quite a few times now. And, I mean, every time is different. It's like it's it's crazy how much high water we've had. So we've done a lot of high water fishing. But, um, you know, every time we do something a little different, try to go hit some different spots and do different things. But, uh, yeah, do a little bit of – so there's quite a few videos. you see me actually pole vault over Chad if you haven't. Um I haven't I, seen that. I, I need to see you, that. I haven't need, seen that either. You need to check that out. It's uh, uh, if you, I think if you if you Google or uh, on YouTube, if you search uh, like pole vault KBF lacrosse or something like that, it'll come up. Or socks and sandals. It starts out that way. Um, 
was <laughs> in socks and sandals, and he thinks that's a fashion faux pas, and, which it is. But yeah. it, it's <laughs> it started the first time because my we went out, and the first time we went filming, or one of the earliest times he came up, we went down to Goose Island. And it got really cold that night. It was like 50 degrees, and it had been like 85. And uh, we we went to launch, and um, we had probably partied a little hardier the night before and so i didn't get up as early as i should and it wasn't quite as ready as i should have so we left and i just grabbed my sandals i got down to the launch i'm like my god my feet are freezing and so i just there's a pair of socks in my truck so i threw them on but all i had was sandals and so he made fun of me then and now every time he comes and we film i put on i throw on a different pair of socks and sandals now i i put on like fancy dress socks and class it up and have a little more fun with it but uh i'm pretty sure you're okay because you're so far above that judgmental equator yeah. you're so far north that anything goes pretty much up there yeah no, yeah okay. i know how it goes yeah absolutely <laughs> it takes a lot to really push my buttons yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that's uh you know you mentioned the high water on the mississippi man i mean um you know, looking back at the trail championship, I mean, we were what seven seven feet above normal pool or something like that. Yeah, it uh, it started out at about yeah about seven feet, and I mean at the beginning of the week, and it, it might have dropped about a foot throughout the week. So, but still, yeah, six to seven feet high uh, here for this trail and, and challenge series championships. I mean, it was this whole year. It's it's unreal. I've never seen anything like it. Nobody has. Um, you know. Um, talking with uh um tom monsoor who's an flw pro here in uh, in town i talked with him after the event um i just ran into him one day and was just talking to him and he's like in the in all the years that i've fished here you know he's i don't know 65 years old or whatever and and he grew up here and he's been a pro here forever and he's like i've never seen anything like this it started out high it never got low um our normal pool is like five and a half feet on on uh, pool eight we're out of lacrosse and i think we've had cumulatively over the month or over the the entire you know thaw till now like maybe a month and a half where we've been under 10 feet that's crazy um, it's it's nuts you know and so it's consistently been five and a half plus feet high and it's just it's it's changed so much you know river systems always changing but with that high water a lot of the stuff that you know i did know or whatever a lot of those little sloughs and those little nooks and crannies that uh would hold fish are like some of them are just completely gone they're i mean like washed out and others then there's new spots like if you watch the uh the major league fishing the red crest when it was here those guys that that was actually the one of the only few weeks that we had normal water and it was still a little high but only like a, a six inches or so but there was how many guys got stuck because everything was different than the last time they had been here and that high water throughout the early and and that consistent with it being that high that long and it, it continues it is literally like spots are completely filled in and then then when there were no like you know little cut throughs there's an entire new creek that runs through or a little slough that runs through an island that literally used to be an entire island yeah so it's, it's been nuts. it's been nuts man yeah i know when i was up there um you know i was floating <clears throat> through trees that were once islands you know 
to, to oh, yeah. and it was nice because you could take some shortcuts getting to some areas you know it, and we yes. talked about the one the one spot i was uh going to fish a a, a bridge uh right there under i-90 and normally you would have to go like way down out and around and back up and i just cut through some trees it was sweet yeah made it probably <laughs> about a third as long as it should have been yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. so but that was one thing, man, like you and I were talking up there and uh, you were kind of, it seemed like you were kind of disappointed because, because the water was so high and you were like, I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, and obviously you being in the position you're in as director of sports and events um, of lacrosse, you know, you want to, you want a good turnout, you want to get a mm-hmm. good tournament, you know, you want guys yeah. to be coming back there. But I mean, I think overall, man. I I mean, I think we briefly talked afterwards. I think it it was a good showing. You know, I know I, I struggled. Yeah. I know I struggled. You didn't. <laughs> well, I'll take that back. After day one, I think we talked, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, you, I think you were up there in the top ten or right around there." And you're like, "I don't know, man. I hope my fish are there tomorrow." And you know, lo and behold, you took second in the in the challenge series behind Josh Stewart, and you took third in the trail behind josh stewart and russ snyder's but i mean it was a hell of a day for you or hell of a tournament i mean the that was um honestly that was probably the two best best days on the water i've ever had here on the mississippi um three personal bests in the in the tournament from the mississippi river Uh, i had what two 19 and a halfs and a a 20 inch and um i've caught a, a few 19s and a couple 19 and a quarters and past couple few years or whatever but i've never uh caught anything bigger than that and to do it um you know in the tournament when it really mattered the championships <laughs> that was awesome yeah you know, I, i've seen them i've had them hooked on before i've seen some some big ones it just sometimes they just come unbuttoned or whatever happens and it, it just worked out finally you know it was everything just went like it was supposed to instead of the shoulda coulda wouldas it was hey man it, that was that's what it's supposed to feel like, you yeah. know. So, <laughs> well, that's that's the thing they they always say, right? You always remember the ones that got away, not the ones you yeah. you land. So, right. Uh, and 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 to go off your point too, like uh, you know, again back with my job and and showing off this fishery, you you nailed it. I mean, I we I you know I joined you guys down at uh, down in Ferryville for the uh, for that dinner and um, oh, jumped yeah, on yeah. that that podcast here uh, again with this one and. I honestly, I didn't know what was going to happen though. I, I said, I think 160 inches is possible to win it. And I mean, that didn't happen at all. Yeah. What Russ had 185 Yeah. Right. <laughs> or some, some, yeah, I think yeah. it's 185. I mean, that's insane. That showed out so much. Um, you know, it, it just goes to show, I mean, one, these guys are incredible anglers, everyone on the, the kayak series, you know, it's, it's not, anything to scoff at just because we're in plastic boats doesn't take anything away from us um but but two it it did show that you know if you got around those fish um they would still be grouped up you know you could still find grouped up fish and big ones and they you'd find good ones um but again if you weren't around them if you weren't catching a fish you needed to move yeah you know and you needed to move and you needed to cover water until you found them they would bite if you got around them but my God, I, I, that first day of practice, I caught one fish, um, or two, maybe, maybe two fish, uh, two bass. And, um, 
you know, I just wasn't around him. I couldn't, I didn't find him that first day of practice. And, and luckily I found him the next day of practice. I went to a spot and I caught a 18 and three quarter inch smallmouth. And then, uh, uh, back to back 18s, one of a smallmouth and one a large mouth. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, uh, this is a really weird, unique little tiny spot that I'm throwing at. I'm, I'm done here. I, I mean, it's Tuesday. I don't know if they're going to be here Friday, right? but I'm, I'm not going to throw another cast in here and, just like that. So that's where I started in the tournament. And that's, they were, they were there on uh, day one, but the wind was out of the South and it was a Southern point. And I, I couldn't, my anchor wouldn't hold me because there was nothing on the bottom oh, where yeah. I was trying to, I was in like 12 feet of water and my anchor actually wouldn't hold me. Um, very good. Anyway, it was, you know, I'd slowly keep drifting up and that, cause that wind was just brutal. And I was casting that Southern point And, uh, I only actually three out of the, my fish on, on day one came from that spot. And I knew there were more fish there, but I just couldn't cast them decent. So I actually moved on day one um, at about 11.30 and, and moved up to pool eight and uh, um, went to a spot where I, same thing. I was like, man, if my school's there, I know I caught a 19-incher out of there in practice and then I left, uh, you know, same thing. Um, and I know that there was a school there earlier because that's where that same area, it wasn't the exact same spot, but that same area is actually where I caught those uh my day two fish in uh, that Great Lakes tournament, they were all like 15 inches, and and uh, with the exception of one like 17 and a quarter in that Great Lakes tournament, but that area was holding fish for some reason, and it's a weirdest spot. There's no current. I don't know why it holds fish. I have no idea. It was super weird, but anyway, I just got lucky and found some fish in there, and um, anyway, uh, I went in there on you know on day day one and my fish weren't there. I didn't get a bite I, or I did. It was one little tiny Northern. I mean like a 12 inch Northern. And so I fished out a whole around that whole area and went to the next little bay, um, and end up catching two 14 and three quarter inch, uh, fish that actually were upgrades, believe it or not. Um, and with like 10 minutes left, I, I was like, man, this isn't going to do it. You know, I need to, I need to upgrade. And so as fast as I could, I went back to that spot where I started, where I thought those fish would be. Uh, and I caught that little Northern and uh, jerk bait my, or no, I'm sorry, on a swim jig, my first cast, uh, like actually on that spot, like my third cast as I was like, as fast as I could paddle, like going into it, you know, cranking that thing as fast as I could. And I finally got into it and I caught it or I, got, I hooked in and I was like, I know it's like, it's like gotta be like three o'clock. So as fast as I could reel it in, I, I saw it jump. I'm like, Oh my God, it's a giant. I'm going to lose this fish. I'm throwing fluoro. You know, I'm not, I'm horsing <laughs> this giant in so that I can hopefully get a picture in time. It gets next to the boat. I grabbed it. I popped the hook out as fast as I could. My board was already in front of me. I threw it down, snapped the picture. And I mean, by like the skin of my teeth, I got that fish in. Oh. And that, so that was my last cast of the day. I've never ended on a last cast catch. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> that just doesn't happen, you know? Right. Um, and so I was like, and to be a 19 and a half inch, it was, so end up being a 19 and a half inch fish for the day. That's I actually killer. submitted it as 19 and a quarter because I was like, so oh, like yeah, yeah. excited. I was, I saw the picture and I thought it was 19 and a quarter and I just submitted it. And I was just like, I don't even know if it counts. But I'm kind of freaking out. Like I took, <laughs> I took a picture afterwards, like holding it up, you know, and to send to my buddy. But it wasn't even like joy on my face. It's personal best, and I was just like, because yeah. I didn't, fish I didn't know. And so, 
uh anyway i sent it in and it, it did you know it was just in the nick of time and and uh you know and that that was a four and three quarter inch upgrade that that kept me in it you yeah, know otherwise huge. Oh, yeah that's you know huge. i got rid of one of those 14 and three quarters at least and um and then day two i went down to that other spot and uh back on uh pool nine and and the wind wasn't so bad and i i started on that point again um set again it's just such a unique little spot it just is a drop off there's some rocks in that area there's a little bit of current coming through there wasn't a fish there didn't get a bite i'm just like well maybe these fish are up feeding um so i went into shallow water where the current was coming over uh the trees and like you were talking about yeah and uh i caught a 17 inch smallmouth and um I, I said I was going to give it until about uh, nine or or uh, ten o'clock, and if I didn't have a decent number of fish by then or whatever, I was going to go back up to pool eight and go back to that other spot. And anyway, I fished that whole area, and and I end up finding a little little spot where there was current coming through the trees um, off of like some down logs, and it just like made a little funnel, and uh, I caught a, a little bass, um, I caught a little northern. And then I got bit off. I'm like, well, something's here. You know, I, I don't know what's going on here, but something's here that is is holding fish. So then I I got bit off on my swim jig, so I tied a new one on it and threw in that area. And I ended up catching three more. They were all like 15 inches or, or so, you know, nothing big. And one was like a 13. But I had four fish by then, and I felt better, you know. And it was, um, at that point, it was like nine 9.45 or so. And, um, so I had four fish and I went, so I was like, I'm going to go back to that point, went back to that point. And then literally for two hours straight, I sat there and caught smallmouth and largemouth. And they just, they came out of the woodworks and they were all stacked on that point, including a 20 inch largemouth. Um, and then I was, I, I had to stop fishing because I didn't know what I had anymore. And I didn't want to waste time catching fish anymore that I couldn't measure. And so I stopped and I was in no service. So I just created notes on what my fish were. And, uh, I was throwing my smallest at the time was I had two seventeen and a quarters, two seventeens, and then that 20. And so I'm catching 16 and three quarter inch fish that I'm like, Oh man, this is a good one. This one's going to help me out. And I'm cause they're so fat right now. Yeah, right. And I, oh my God. I'm, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh my God, this one's no good. And I'm throwing back like the first two times I was like, nah, I, I can't throw that back. And I had to, I did double take, you know, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't need that fish, man. This is crazy. And so I, I did that, and um, I was gonna, I was gonna give myself an hour to go back to that one spot on Pool Eight because I, I thought that there might be big fish in there still, and literally I didn't cast, I didn't cast it at all really the day before, you know, and so, um, so I was making my way back out after about two hours, and then I, I paddled out and found reception, and um, and I hit that spot one more time before I was gonna leave, and as I was, you know, kind of leaving, I hit that little spot where I found those fish earlier in the morning. Uh, and that little tiny dab of current, I mean, I'm talking like I'm in like three feet of water. Huh. Um, I, the kayak was probably in like two feet of water. And I was throwing into like three feet of water through the trees where this little bit of current was. And um, like my second cast in there, I felt a bite and started reeling it in. And like, I think this is a good, good fish. It might be a better fish. And then I tried to knock it off three times with the net, and uh, it didn't want to come unbuttoned, thank God, because it was a 19 and a half. Nice. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to stay here. I stayed there the rest of the day. I didn't upgrade anymore, but, man, that was 
it was a crazy day. It's definitely not what I was expecting, and uh, just you know, they were they were there, and, and a couple other guys came down there and, and fished the kind of that same area, um, but they were they weren't everywhere. They were just in such weird little unique spots that I just hmm. I, I don't know. It was weird. That's crazy, so, man. Very cool. yeah. Well, congrats on the uh, on the paychecks, man. I know. Uh, Thank you. Everybody was congratulating you on winning some baby money. So, yeah, you know, Jeremiah's got yeah. a baby on the way. So congrats there, too. Thank you. Yeah, it's, cool. I'm sure it's going to be all going to diapers. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You, I mean, you probably took home enough money to, to supply yourself for a year, maybe, you know, yeah. eight months. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, so excited to spend my money on that. <laughs> And if you're doing formula, it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we are. With that being said. Yeah. Grabs the big beer koozie hand again. I yeah. love it. I love it. Oh, man. So, Jay, Jay is a, a, a super big pike fisherman. So, if we're going to talk pike fishing on the Mississippi River, what are we looking at? dude it's unreal <laughs> you want to catch like 45 inches come on up it's, I, it's I, silly i've still never been up there yet I, I don't know why but you know but it sounds appealing just a little bit <laughs> and if, i can't tell you how many frogs i go through on giant pike i mean in the summer it's the bass and the northerns are in the same areas uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what you throw. Whatever you like to throw, you're going to throw it, and you're going to catch pike. It's just silly. And, you know, like right now is the fall. Uh, might be getting a little cold up here now, but uh, you still could go out and catch them. But, um, man, it, it's it's great all all four seasons, really. You want to come up ice fishing? There's another video, uh, or I don't know if it's actually published yet or not, but Chad and uh, Christy came up uh, over the winter to come ice fishing, and um, they – just for a fun trip and Chrissy doesn't want to go on ice she's never been on ice yeah and she got out there and luckily I, my, some of my friends were already out there and it was one flag like after another she never sat down she was mad we didn't get to really drink our beer we took a case of beer <laughs> out there she's like i thought i thought ice fishing was all about drinking beer because <laughs> we were just making her go get the flag yeah. she's never done it so she's catching like three foot northern after three foot northern and Oh man, she had a she put on like four miles that day, and it was only we were only down there for a couple hours, and it was <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. That fishing is just incredible here on the Mississippi. I mean, there's 119 species, all of them are abundant. There's good quality, good quantity, and uh, some you know we don't get the giant bass like down south, but man, you want to come up here and catch two pounder after two pounder, virtually any time throughout the year, you can do that. Well, I'll, I'll say too, man, like I caught some really quality smallmouth, you know, I caught yep. some 19 and a halfs, 18s, <clears throat> 16s, you know, and unfortunately those were all during pre-fishing, but yeah. you know, uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles with me. Um, but not only that, but I mean, if you look at some of the fish that Russ Snyder's, Josh Stewart, I mean, there, I think big bass the one day was like almost 22, right? 20, 21 and three quarters yeah. by uh tyler tyler cole yeah that's right that's right yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah and 
I mean, it, it's it's just crazy. I know I caught a couple pike up there. I caught some huge crappie the one day yeah, when I was yeah. uh, on the move looking for some bass, and I went in a back cove, and I caught, like, two crappie over 10 inches. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not only is it a great fishery, but it's very scenic as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the rock bluffs and things like that along the Mississippi River, um, you know, bald eagles flying all over the place, things like that. Oh, it's dude. unreal how many bald eagles there are. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just a beautiful place. I got to get Jay up there, man, because I think he'd love yeah. chasing pike up there for sure. Yeah, well, I can know I a guy that. No. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I like we'll catching 25 and 30 inches down here. We'll keep them oh. all to ourselves up here. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. No, it's. It is. It, it truly is. You know, again, my job is uh, is to really to sell it, um, to sell the area. It's more for sports and events, like I said. But, um, you know, I talk to to leisure travelers daily and um, we really do. We live in a special place. La Crosse is an incredible area. It's called the Driftless Area because the last Ice Age glaciers that came through actually missed us. And that's why we have these beautiful limestone bluffs overlooking the Mississippi River and all the rivers that and tributaries that flow into it. And uh, and and that's why it's got such an abundance of uh, uh, of great fishing and hiking and biking and recreation and and everything, man. It, it is. It's just gorgeous. Reminds me a lot of the Ozarks, um, you know, it just on a little bit of a smaller scale. You yeah. know, kind of the, the Smoky Mountains, anything like that. It, it just it's really pretty. It is. Heck yeah, man. And you know, I know on the podcast I've talked about fly fishing in Wisconsin for you know small stream trout, and that's right in the area that jeremiah is talking about we have more more miles of uh uh freshwater spring uh spring fed freshwater um creeks than anywhere in the country yeah and they're chock full of trout i mean like it's it's silly yeah. there's so many trout heck yeah and you're talking brook brown and uh there there's been some uh rainbows put yep. in as well exactly yeah um What's your favorite tr- trout stream out there? Since we're on the subject, in all honesty, I don't I don't trout fish a whole lot. Um, the little bit I have gone, I always kind of go to the same spot because I know I can catch some fish there, and uh, it's usually just about catching some fish for me, not going after the quality ones. Um, so I've always gone to Timber Coulee um, okay. or or Coon Creek. Um, yep. Both of them are in the same area. Timber Coulee actually flows into to Coon Creek, and um, but I know there's some uh, some areas right around that. That whole area that i mean there's so many streams down that yeah. coon valley area and and chaseburg and stuff and uh got some good friends who fish down there a lot and they catch quality as well as quantity i just haven't stuck that much time into it myself hit the west fork of the kickapoo my man that's absolutely what i've heard too and i've heard some <laughs> big ones in there oh, and yeah. the bad axe oh yeah, yeah. bad axe as yeah. well heck yeah man yeah heck yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's a good segue. You know, you're the director of sports and events up there in the lacrosse area. So what's, what's it look like trying to get, um, you know, like you said at the beginning, like BASS, MLF, KBF, you know, things like that um, signed up to organize and come fish in the area there? Like, how, how does that whole process work? Um, so uh, initially... Uh, 2012 was the first time we hosted a BASS event, uh, an elite series event. I mean, we've hosted a lot of smaller events and the, you know, the, 
the BFLs for FLW and some opens um, or, um, and, and some of their uh, Bass Nation ones, some of the smaller events and things, you know, more your everyday weekend warrior type of events. Um, but 2012 was the first time we hosted an Elite Series. And to be honest, it wasn't, uh, that was my predecessor. I started in February of 2013 and he actually had a two year deal, 2012 and 2013. Um, but I love bass fishing uh, and bass in the Elite Series. Growing up, I did watch it a lot. And so uh, in 2013, I was thrilled that I got to help run it, you yeah. know, and and um, and and with that, I, I got to, you know, really meet all the the backstage guys, the people who, who put it on their sales person, um, as well as all their on-site coordinators and stuff, and just establish that relationship with them. Um, honestly, for my job, the biggest thing is is establishing the relationships, um, getting an event here in Lacrosse once. And, and they really don't want to leave. They want to come back competitively. Um, that showed with Bass. It showed um, now with all these other events. You guys talked about it yourselves. One, the beauty of the area. There's excellent dining. There's nightlife. We have the hotels. We have the infrastructure. When it comes to fishing, this is one of the best fisheries in the country. So when Bass came the first time for the Elite Series, uh, I mean, it showed off. It, you know, it was the best topwater fishing um, that they'd ever gotten on camera. You know, it was frogfish after frogfish blowing up everywhere. Todd Faircloth won the tournament that year on frogs. Um, and, and uh, you know, so they, they weren't, you know, they were already scheduled to come back in 13. They came back another great year. Um, that was the year uh, Tommy Biffle won it. Um, but still some f phenomenal footage. They loved it. It showed us off really well. Again, the, the, the video shows off the scenery, um, but that that relationship was established. Um, we we put on a great event. We had phenomenal crowd in 2012, 2013. We got dumped on with a ton of rain during the bass event. We still had great crowds, but definitely went down. Um, so we took a few years off for them. Um, hosted a lot of the BFL, some of those other things, because we don't want to lose its luster, you know, and bring yeah. it back every year. And um, and so we waited again until 2016, and, and we brought it back in 2016. In the meantime, we hosted Major League Fishing's, one of their cup events at the time. Uh, it was the same thing. We kind of, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of fishing tournaments. Uh, they actually reached out to me, believe it or not, on the Major League Fishing event um, and, and just kind of said that they were interested in our area because they were doing one of their other events about eight hours away. And they just wanted to segue and, you know, make it a day worth of travel. And so it was kind of, you know, us in uh, the east side of the state that they were looking at, you know, the, either, I don't know if it was Winnebago or Sturgeon Bay or, or what exactly, but I know it was that side. And um, also great fisheries, but um, the guy when he, uh, with Major League Fishing, who no longer works there, when he came over and, and he had visited there first, and then he came over here for a site visit, he's like, man. I, I can't believe how beautiful this place is. Like, this is yeah. not what I was expecting for Wisconsin, especially <laughs> coming from the east side where it's really flat, right. you know? It's yeah, still yeah, pretty, yeah. don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. It's just different. It's yeah. totally different. Yeah. And first in 15, and then uh, it aired in 2016, and then um, hosted FLW in 2017. Again, have that relationship with them through all their other tournaments and stuff. And, um, and they're, they're great to work with. And then, you know, again, working with Bass, bringing Elite in 2018, that is that relationship with uh, with Michael, who was uh, their salesperson. 
uh, was easy in all honesty. Again, like I said, once that relationship was established, for me, it's like uh, he would just call me. He's like, hey, you uh, call my cell phone. Hey, what do you think about hosting an event next year? I'm like, and, and it kind of depended, you know, I was like, we, so from like 2016 on, it was kind of our goal to, to host one major event a year to, to keep us in the limelight a little bit, to continue to show off the fishery, but not overdo it. Sure. Um, and not always do the same one, you know, so move it around, do FLW, do bass, do major league fishing, do, you know, some of these other events. And, um, and in 2018, again, he just called me and then all honesty, we didn't plan on doing an event in 2018. We were going to wait till 19. Um, but same thing, they were within a day's worth of travel. They wanted to come back. Uh, so we were able to, to put together a, a proposal that worked for them. Um, you know, cause I have to, we have to provide a lot of things as hosts for, uh, the back backstage side of things, you know, some rooms for their staff. Uh, there is a host fee to host all of these things. Um, you know, the media value that we're getting out of it, the direct economic impact that we get from, you know, a hundred anglers, hundred professional anglers coming in for a week with their families. And then the spectators over the weekend, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, that's a, approximately $1 million economic impact alone. When you have, you know, 4,000, 5,000 people show up over three, four days to watch these guys on top of all the hotel rooms that they're doing and the gas that they're putting in their boats and their trucks and all that. And so, um, you know, it, it's a value to us and that's why there's a host fee. And then we provide that other stuff as well. And, um, you know, so there's, a, there's a lot of things behind this, the stage. People, I think a lot of times with all events, people think they just kind of show up and they go and, yeah. and don't really realize all the stuff that goes in behind it. And neither did I, you know, until I got this job, I, I knew there was more to it than that, but didn't realize how much there is. And, um, you know, so it's all those backstage things and, and the relationship that, that we've created with them uh, is, is really the biggest thing. So I don't have to go through a whole, with these types of things, I don't have to go through a whole um, really formal proposal anymore. It's like, hey, these are the things we can do. I'll, I'll bullet a, an email over to you and and, uh, and we'll, we'll negotiate things and, and go from there versus really, you know, putting the whole, whole thing together to show it off for the first time because people don't know what lacrosse is. Now it's a lot easier, so... For sure. Well, let's touch on that, too, because like, you know, you're setting up like I know for uh, the KBF, KBF event, you, you had an expo uh, center that you set up for us to do the check ins, the weigh ins. Mm-hmm. I know Red Crest, they set up in a park there in town. That was actually at the Onalaska Omni Center as well. They were just outside. Oh, OK. Where we were at. OK. Yep. OK. I got gotcha. you. They were in those that. baseball fields. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, I you were on their live stream, weren't you? You kind of got interviewed on the Red Crest one. I maybe I honestly don't I'm remember. On, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on TV all the time. I have no clue. Yeah. You know. I, I don't. I don't think I was on Red Crest, but I I could have been. I, honestly, I don't think so, but I don't remember. There's I I am I do get interviewed a decent amount in all honesty, but um. um I don't think I was on Red Crest. I could have swore you were on there talking about the area. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll fight about it later. <laughs> he's we'll like, he's like I'm later. kind of a big deal, man. Do, do you know who It's I just am? the way it goes. <laughs> uh, like your that. payment hasn't hit my account yet, and we're like three quarters of the way through this interview. I mean, you better call Need more of that diaper money, bro. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Send it over, baby. 
Well, I think that's one thing that makes, you know, you unique in, in what you do is like, you know, you're going through setting up all this stuff and, and, you know, that was one thing that I thought, you know, made you unique in your job and things like that is, you know, all the different stuff you go through to bring commerce basically to your, to your hometown, you know, yeah, which is yeah. totally yep. cool. I mean, I think that's a big thing, right? You know, it's, is you touched on it a little bit, like each tournament like that, you said it's a million dollar economic impact. I mean, that's yeah. huge, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've driven through <laughs> lacrosse, uh, on 90, going into Minnesota, but I've never like really explored that lacrosse area. You know, I've, yeah. I've been in the that's area. Well, well, and that's just it. Like, I realized that after spending a week in lacrosse. Um, you know, I, I had spent time in the area down south there in the Prairie du Chien area. Uh, I got in an argument today with a guy from uh, Madison. Is it Viroqua? Viroqua? Yeah. Viroqua. Viroqua. I said Viroqua and he laughed at me. Yeah, so I he definitely laughed at you. I'm going to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not Wisconsin, bro. I just live close <laughs> to the border. Okay. Yeah. But, it, uh... it, you know, maybe maybe when uh, it was established by the Native Amer- Americans, Viroqua sounds a little better. Hey, I mean, I you never know. You never Look know. Look how he justified that for you. What I'm nice just trying time. to help you out, man. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, this is the same guy that wore socks with sandals. Remember that? <laughs> oh, that's true too. <laughs> but uh, you know, that was the thing. I really got to explore town uh, and, and south of town and north of town. On Alaska is right on the other side of the interstate. There, um, I did go up into Pool Seven a little bit, and uh, I mean. You think driving through it on ninety ninety four, it's kind of a small town, but it's actually pretty big. Yeah, it's uh, pretty well spread out. With and on Alaska is virtually the same thing as lacrosse. You know, I mean, yeah. you you wouldn't know where it stops and where it ends. Um, in all honesty, and that's why my job um, we don't we aren't just the lacrosse convention visitors bureau. Right, we are countywide, and actually now we represent La Crescent, Minnesota, which is just across the bridge as well. Um, and, and we don't stop there with the, really the, I hate that we're called lacrosse County in all honesty, sure. um, because it doesn't stop at the County line. We, you know, I mean, where you guys were staying in Ferryville, that's not in lacrosse County. I mean, the I, goose Island is virtually the cutoff of lacrosse County. That's, you know, that's, uh, Vernon County from, uh, yeah, goose yeah. Island South. And so, you know, the commerce that Stoddard and Ferryville and Genoa and beyond, um, and we represent all those areas and, and to the to the east as well, and then into Minnesota, La Crescent and Hoka and Houston and, and beyond and, and on all honesty, twenty miles it's it's Iowa on the other side of the river. And we don't stop there either. You know, we, we represent those areas, um and north and beyond. And La Crosse County is kind of a small county. Um we're only called La Crosse County because that's where the room tax um from so we're actually self-funded through the tax of hotel lodging um you know when you spend a hundred dollars on a room uh, a portion of that is taxed um i I think it's usually like everywhere it's different but call it uh eight and a half percent like uh, i think that's what it is here in lacrosse now um we get like three percent of that okay to help to fund us that's virtually our biggest funding mechanism we're a nonprofit. We, 
you know so that's that's virtually we sell fun through bringing people into the area uh want to boost the economy but then it helps us um it's, it's how we can even function and so um so yeah i mean like i said though uh it doesn't stop there again doesn't help us when uh, when you go and stay in Ferryville necessarily because we don't see that room tax. Well, but that's what I, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say is I wasn't one of the cool kids that got to stay with the sticks in Ferryville. I was just a visitor that night. I actually stayed in Sparta. So is that outside of your county there? Yes, it is. That's Monroe County. Killing me, Smalls. You're well, killing me. I, I suck, bro. I suck. I'm sorry, right. man. I'm sorry. Don't ever come back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going well, alone. No, <laughs> come on up, man. Next, <laughs> next, next time I know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay in downtown Lacrosse. No, man, it's all good. And like I said, um, you know, we don't stop there. Just it, it does. Obviously, like I said, it helps fund us and stuff like that. But it doesn't stop. You know, it's, it's that whole area. This whole area, you get a little bit. You, you. You might stay in Sparta, but you only got to see a little bit of Sparta. It makes you want to come back too. Yeah. Um, you only got to taste a little bit of. It. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't. You're not really actually making me mad. I mean, I never talk to you again, but I, I'm, I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad, but just, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're out. <laughs> Dude, like, th- think about like think about the implications of this. He's like the guy. He is like, the guy. We may not well, be able to get in town. Well, and that's that's the thing. <laughs> like, oh, it's down, man. <laughs> we, we we ended up the trail championship, and I was like, hey, man, if I come up here this summer, you take me out fishing. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you out frog fishing. I ain't gonna show you my spots though. You know, it's kind of the same <laughs> yeah. situation. You know, he's not gonna let me stay in town now. I'll have to stay in Ferryville <laughs> or Sparta. So, you know, yeah. and then and then find a ramp that you know I can kind of hide my vehicle from, so he doesn't yeah. find it. You can go up to the like the mouth of the Black River, an hour and a half away, and float yeah. all the way down. And <laughs> if that's the only way I'm letting you in county lines, that, that's something. Hey. That's a start. That's a start. I mean, if that's going to rekindle this relationship, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, man. You, you better, you better hope there's high water because it's you're not getting down there in uh, 360. Otherwise, I don't think you make it in almost anything. Otherwise, but hey, um, I've, hey, flo- it's worth a I've, shot, man. I've floated it in a foot of water before, man. It, it it'll work. It'll work. I believe it. It's it's uh the black. It's when it gets shallow though. It's just it's rocks everywhere. Rocks. There, yeah, just like a yeah. gravel bottom. Yeah, and no way on big boulders. There's not. I uh, I don't know if even when the tournament was here, if you could have actually fished the black and you know technically you had to paddle, be able to paddle to and from. Yeah. Even in any vessel, I don't know if you would have been able to like that far up because you could have technically fished all the way at the mouth of the dam of the Black River and Black River Falls. Like I said, it's like an hour, hour and a half away from Lacrosse, and uh, at the high water, maybe. Not high water, not a chance in hell. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. In any vessel, I'm telling you. I mean, you'd have to get out and pull your kayak along or portage a little bit or whatever. You couldn't paddle all the way up to the dam, though. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, getting back to you know uh, your job and your role, what what other events besides fishing events do you bring to town? Um, so, well, obviously we, we work on what our niches are. Um, 
again, fishing is great here because uh, the it's one of the best fisheries in the country. Um, but our, some of the other big strengths we have, I mentioned it a little bit earlier before with leisure travel, is our outdoor recreation. We have uh, some phenomenal mountain bike trails. So we host uh, a couple different mountain bike events, uh, Wisconsin Off-Road Series, Wars, uh, one of their uh, series events throughout the year. A few other bicycle events along those lines, some mountain bike stuff. I'm looking at some USA Cycling stuff that do the same thing um, to try to bring some of that stuff in that's a little bit more um, national versus just regional. Um, but we also, uh, again, the being with the bluffs and the roads and everything, and this is actually farm area, uh, road cycling is actually really second to none here um, in the country, just because uh, those you know the roads weave through all those coolies and the bluffs and the and they overlook the Mississippi River Valley and everything else. Um, but aside from that, our roads are are nice and wide. They have nice big shoulders, low traffic roads. Once you're off the main roads that go through, so our our road cycling is phenomenal because of the farming industry. Back in the day, they had uh, more information than you guys need, but I. I have it, so I got to spew it. So yeah, do it, um, yeah, he's, he's yawning. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, but the, the farming industry, yeah, exactly. we, uh, we uh, had the you know the farmers had to get their milk to town, and so that's why we have all these awesome roads, and that's why the the mountain or the the road cycling is so phenomenal here as well. Um, but so outdoor recreation stuff. Um, we have a, one of the best uh, track and field facilities at UW-Lacrosse and uh, really in the country, for sure in the Midwest, but really in the country, it's one of the best. We host the state track and field championships, which is 22,000 people over two days, the largest, uh, it's a huge, huge event for us, biggest sporting event that we host annually by, a, I mean, a landslide, um, one of the biggest events, period, that we host. Um, we've hosted the national track and field championships for the NCAA Division Three. Uh, a handful of times, hosted the national uh, wrestling championships for the NCAA Division Three. Uh, a, a handful of times, um, a few other big tournaments that were more grassroots that are still around here. Um, youth baseball, youth softball—I mean, you name it. We, we do a little bit of everything, but again, those are those are really our big ones because those are our niches. Those are what we have. You know, we don't have like a. A phenomenal fencing facility here or anything like that or a club to even run it so i don't go after the usa fencing to host a you know one of their events but i do go after what we what we have but um it's funny but i'm serious also yeah yeah no I <laughs> there, you, there really is like usa fencing is a real deal and they're you know they have national championships and all these events but i mean you name it there's a there's a championship for it there's <laughs> you make up a sport there's an event and there's a nationals and there's a something for everything man there's and conventions and groups and everything else we literally host an event called the handbell ringers of america and it's flipping handbells man it's and really? it's like 500 people come up and, and show up at our lacrosse center our convention center and for like a week for a handbell ringer national convention <laughs> it's like, okay have you, have you ever brought lacrosse to lacrosse uh yes and no <laughs> it's it's not big here, you know. It, in all honesty, it's it's not huge here. Even though that's how we were founded. Founded uh, the French settlers saw the Native Americans playing a game that they thought looked like lacrosse, and so they called this Prairie Day Lacrosse. Since been shortened to just lacrosse. Um, but you probably got you might have saw it driving through town. There's a couple of statues of the Native yeah. Americans playing the the yeah. 
the lacrosse, you know, the statues. But um, there's a couple different clubs here and uh, high school teams now that are club. Um, and I've, I've tried to host a couple of events and they just didn't quite work out in all honesty. And so uh, it's, a, it's tough because we don't have the greatest facilities for it. Um, we have a major soccer complex that we can host it for, but um, they host some of their smaller things there. But that's that's really about it. We haven't haven't been able to do a big event. I've tried. I know how silly <laughs> it is. We're hosting like the national championships, but I think people just don't realize how cool lacrosse is. Yeah, it's I, way better than soccer. It's like hockey, football, and soccer all in one thing. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, well, you know, a little bit of football, but yeah, you know, definitely hockey and soccer, and you just grrr. yeah. <laughs> Here's an interesting fact. So, and I, this is totally off subject, but at the Omni Alaska Center, is that the name of it? You were really close. On Alaska Omni Center, but yeah. On Alaska Omni Center. There's an ice rink yeah. in there. There's and, two, actually. Okay, well. But we just were in the one that didn't have it right up. Sam yeah. Jones, who's a who's a host on, on Paddle and Finn here, he was memorized by the ice rink because that was the first time he saw an ice rink. I was like, really? I was like, bro, you live in Indianapolis. They don't have any freaking ice rinks in Indianapolis. He's like, well, they do, but I've never seen one. I was like, dude, <laughs> like, what did you do when you were a kid? He's like, really? you don't, you don't want to know. So he was like totally blown away <laughs> yeah. by, by seeing that ice rink, which was pretty crazy. Um, sorry, wow. that was a side subject. We were talking oh, about sports, funny. but he's not—he's not north enough. Yeah. Well, well, there's an episode. So, so this is Aaron Monday. The episode that plays Friday. Sam was talking some trash about me and Josh coming up to this Turkey Bowl tournament that's coming up this weekend. So I'm getting mm-hmm. him back. There you go, Mister Jones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Sam. Yeah, dude. What a, I would love to see some video of him on ice skates. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's he like said he sucked at rollerblading or something. I think he's. Like, oh yeah, you know. So that's yeah. a slam dunk. Get him in there. <laughs> Next it's time funny he's up here, man. It's funny because when you're around here, it's like they're everywhere. Oh yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm surrounded by ice rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah got there's it. two in that facility. We have three, three more. Uh, we we host some big hockey events too. That's Omni Center in the. Well, virtually they have a, a one hockey rink open all year with the exception of like a few weeks throughout the year and then uh, everything else they have actually two rinks up most of the year for some pretty major tournaments that they host there so another sports Very event cool. that we we do host here so that's yeah. awesome man. uh talking lacrosse though and unique uh unique sports that we've tried to host uh, uh is quidditch the hell Quid- is like that? harry Harry Potter, Quidditch. You, I'm you lost, know, bro. You guys have never heard or seen any Harry Potter movies. Unless or you, unless you or got flying like brooms or something, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. That's they have to hold. It's it's virtually lacrosse, but they have to hold a broomstick between their legs the whole time, and it's actually it's freaking ruthless, man. It's it's harder hitting than lacrosse is by a lot. So are these like? larpers doing this or is this like hardcore i think it started out maybe with a little larpers but <laughs> larpers that's great man but I, I think it's kind of morphed into i mean these are like probably your uh your your d1 athletes that are getting cut off the lacrosse or the football team that are like well i'm gonna go beat the hell out of some nerds that want to so, so they're like disgruntled 
disgruntled. Not to like you know talk trash, but it's kind of funny. The best part is it's co-ed, and I'm telling you, there are guys lighting up girls like it's like I mean, and those girls they just get right back up, and it, you know they expect it. It's insane. Watch some videos, man. Go on YouTube and, and yeah, check out some, yeah. I'm some gonna be Quidditch looking this up. Dude, dude, we should do a big up paddle and fin team and then go up there. Show them what's up. <laughs> you gotta hold a paddle between your legs, though. Yeah, I was gonna say we gotta have paddles between our legs instead yeah. of brooms. They'll have to be a bending branches, of course. Obviously. <laughs> dude, we can, you know what? Sam could be the coach. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Too funny, man. What was that called again? Qu- uh, Quidditch. Quidditch. Q- Q-U-I-D-D-I-T-C-H. Oh, that's... Uh, I just wrote it down. I think I'll text we should, it to you. This whole conversation needs to be Quidditched right now. <laughs> yeah, let's Quidditch. Just Quidditch. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, with that being said... Um, if folks want to like go somewhere to check out some info on on coming up to lacrosse to fish, something like that, where would you recommend they go check that stuff out? Ex- <laughs> the beer. <Explore> in. <laughs> I'm thirsty, man. I'm parched yeah. from all these puns. <laughs> uh, ExploreLacrosse.com. Uh, go. Everything on is on our website. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page, uh, Explore Lacrosse. Um, and our Instagram, you see some phenomenal scenery, a lot of great things, things to do, um, whatnot. Uh, if you're, again, this this group of people who are listening, they should really check out our fish lacrosse page, too. Uh, it's a new thing that we just started on Facebook. Um, so it's growing slowly but surely, really, you know, about upcoming events, results, fishing reports, things like that. If you want a little in next time we're hosting an event, Maybe there's a little extra info on there. You might see some results from some other events, maybe uh, that were a little smaller, low key. That um, maybe had an interview or something like that. That uh, from a winner that kind of gave away some some hints and some secrets that that might help out or something like that too. So be sure to check out our fish lacrosse page on Facebook. But then, uh, like I said, everything else, man, explorelacrosse.com. You find it all there. So uh, talking about future events. Um... What can we expect to see coming out of lacrosse that we can talk about currently? Because I know you and I had a conversation. There's stuff that you can't talk about yet. So right. the stuff that has come out, what can what can we expect to see up there next year, both kayak and boat fishing? Yeah, so um, uh, for kayak, uh, I can't talk about, like you said, too much uh, with the exception of the Hobie Bass Open. Um, so we're, we're thrilled to be hosting one of their stops next year, the Hobie Bass Open Series. Um, I believe it's in, uh, I think it's June, June 11th, I believe, if I remember correctly. I think um, that's right. That sounds right. I do have it pulled up here, too. If uh, Yeah, June 11th, that's correct. June 11th and 12th, it's a two-day event. Um, same thing, pools 7, 8, and 9. Um, so, yeah, thrilled to to be hosting one of their their series events um you know I, I think that's a that's a great series i've never actually fished one of their events i hope to be able to fish one prior to uh the one in lacrosse but uh for sure going to be fishing that um and then uh um we uh with 
kayak bass fishing we posted three of their three you know the last three years we posted multiple of their events um we're not kind of same thing you know don't want to lose that luster so we're not hosting one of their major events next year taking a year off um hopefully we'll have them back in in 2020 and beyond um you know here and there but we we did uh, i helped with the my connections with other convention visitors bureaus state and this year that's a boat series is actually partnering with kbf and um in conjunction with their boat series uh they're actually going to have a kayak series on either adjacent waters or uh, in the case of like the mississippi river either in separate pools or even the same pools um it'll be about a 100 boat tournament and then it's a wisconsin series uh that'll have kayaks with it as well which is i think awesome and really step in the in the in the right direction. Who is doing this? Well, I can't actually say who it is yet. Um, it's a Wisconsin series. Um, okay. And the it's uh, it's it, which I think is really unique. And and I expect the kayak anglers. Um, there will be six stops. Lacrosse is going to be one of them. Um, their dates are out already. But again, I'm since I'm not, I don't want to say the date necessarily. Um, it'll be during the the summer, but um, six stops in Wisconsin only. In Wisconsin only, um, but a, again, uh, um, it, it's boats and and kayaks, uh, not competing against each other. It's not boater versus kayak or anything like that. But uh, the kayakers will be on, uh, you know, and they go to Sturgeon Bay. Will be on Little Sturgeon or something like that. The kayakers. Okay. Um, okay. When they come to Lacrosse, they're actually. <laughs> I think we're going to fish the same pools in all honesty um, because there's enough water here. And I, I with a hundred boats and three, three pools, I, I highly, highly doubt we're going to even see any issues or anything like that. Um, but that's a lot of water. Three pools it's a, it's a is lot a of lot water. of water. It is. It is. So, uh, but that's, so we're super excited. We're hosting one of their events next year. I, I, again, and the cool thing with that is it's, they're actually partnered with KBF. Um, so that all those events, I, I don't know all the details, but there will okay. be some national championship qualifiers from those events or from the series or however that works out. Again, that's not up to me. That's up to them to figure out. But um, pretty excited. So we'll still have some KBF affiliation even through that at series next year. Okay. I'm just uh, ecstatic to have that and help grow kayak fishing up here in Wisconsin even more. Um, you know, three years ago, like I said, we had – 13 anglers for that K first KBF event. And now, you know, it's, it's grown quite a bit. And there were, I knew of like one other guy that, that fished around here in, in a kayak and now it's, it's booming. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that the kayak industry is growing up, uh, North, like, uh, like the, you know, the industry showed it was doing and the, the trend showed and, um, and just want to continue to, to grow it. Cause it's, man, it's fun. And, um, uh, Aside from that, back to the the question. Sorry, I got no, a lot topic there, but um, there's a, there's another event that hopefully will be announced here in the in the near future. That'll be a kayak event here. Um, that should be a, a pretty good size event. Um, that uh, should be great for us to to show off the area and and great for some some national uh, anglers to come in and check out too. And then. Um, uh, in terms of other fishing tournaments that you guys can look forward to and check out on the water and stuff like that. Um, we have the, the big event that we're hosting next year is actually the student angler Federation world and, and national championships, um, at the end of June. 
and that is uh, 400 boaters or 400 boats. Uh, it's been in Florence, Alabama, the last five years. Um, over over 400 boats. There's two kids per boat and a captain, so 1,200 people. Uh, just in just in the anglers and stuff. That doesn't include moms and grandmas and everybody else who comes. And they'll they'll so they'll be up here for, you know, it's a, a four day tournament, Holy and uh, the all of them fish the first three days, and then the top I think it's like 35 fish the last day, and uh, and then they you know and they can practice for whatever it is a week. I don't think they actually have a cutoff, and so uh, and and the stuff that you know the the nice thing about fishing tournaments is the practice. You guys know this. Everybody who's listening knows this. You guys come in, we come in, we go fish for a week beforehand and then, you know, the tournament itself. But that doesn't include the, you know, if you're not too far away or you plan a visit a month and a half beforehand to kind kind of kind of get a lay of the water. And these guys are doing that too. And so we get a, a lot of, pardon the pun, but ripple effect from, from the fishing tournaments that a lot of other events do, you know, don't. Because you, you book a basketball tournament here, Basketball court's the same here as it is everywhere else. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, it doesn't change. So a 400-meter track's a 400-meter track. It doesn't change. Yeah. The fishing changes a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From body to water, body to water. And then uh, on top of that, the, the river system changes so much. And, you know, so it's, uh yeah, we definitely benefit a lot from that. But, yeah, those are a few of the big ones we're hosting. Um, the other big one that we're hosting is the FLW's, uh, uh, I think it's, I don't know which region it is, but it's their uh, one of their regional championships for the BFL. Okay. It's not not actually their Great Lakes Division, which we're hosting three of their uh, BF, BFL Great Lakes Division events here. But then, like a month later, actually about the same time as we hosted the trail this year, like late October, um, is their regional championship. I think it's the Ozarks or something like that. Um, that that regional championship. So okay. a few pretty good ones. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Well, when you can talk about the others, we'll have to have you back on so we can uh, spill yeah. those beans. And yeah. uh, no, that's very cool, man. Uh, like I said, and I, you know, I told you when I was up there in Lacrosse, man, I, I loved fishing up there. It was a beautiful area, um, and I definitely want to make my way back up there uh, this summer. And I'm actually, I saw that Hobie event. That's in June, right? Not July. Uh, June 11th. Yeah. And 12th, June 11th and 12th. Perfect. Yep. I'll see you there. Yeah. I'm fo- yeah. I'll, I'll, pro- I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm following here. you. I'm following you. Hey, you <laughs> may get lucky, you may not. I don't know. I've also <laughs> tanked here, man. It doesn't, that curse of the, the home water is, is also a very real thing. The first like three tournaments, with the exception of the first one where I got third because I only knew one spot. Sure, sure, uh, sure. I just went there. But otherwise, the first other couple tournaments, man, I tanked. I, I got like, 40th out of 70 on the, the next one that was here or something and only caught four fish the for the whatever midwest kayak fishing series when they when they hosted their event here i didn't do well at all because i was i was trying stuff that instead of going to what i know and and doing my strengths i was like oh these all these great anglers are coming and i gotta i gotta adapt and go find bigger fish and do all this stuff and that didn't work yeah that's that's how it goes yeah yeah so i've learned to just stick with my strengths and that's why this year especially i've I've, you know even going to other bodies of water going to nickajack going to um uh you know wachita wachita i only caught uh i I didn't 
the the results didn't show it, but man, I I had a stellar practice, and I actually I had um, over 158. 159 maybe even pushing 160 inches in two days of practice down there and 157 and change won it um and i wasn't fishing it hard you know i I found a couple spots that fishing my strengths same thing (laughs) i mean shallow water and found some fish but in all honesty I, i finished 30th in that and uh the confidence just knowing that i had a good game plan is what has really helped me out this the end of the season um knowing that I can compete with a lot of these sticks and stuff too. So kind of, yeah. Yeah, Once you get past that mental block, you know, I know I struggled with that a little bit, uh, this year among other things, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the tournament game, my man, you know, it is. that's very cool, man. Well, we're, uh, we're winding down here. Uh, why don't you shout out, uh, the, the visit lacrosse or explore lacrosse website again uh shout out to any of your sponsors stuff like that uh where people can follow you on social media all that good stuff man yeah absolutely so again if you guys want to check out lacrosse uh, explore lacrosse.com is our uh our website uh the facebook and instagram for just explore lacrosse uh, our fish lacrosse facebook page um my social media uh, on Instagram is probably the best way to, to follow most of my fishing um, is uh, just my name, Jeremiah Burrish. Um, and uh, and my I have an adorable dog, too. You probably should check him out, Rocket Dog Adventures. He's got his own Instagram page. He's a, he's a stud, man. He's he, he You should follow him instead of me. He's way better looking, <laughs> I'll be honest. But uh, I was actually going to get him on here, but uh, he's upstairs hanging out with mom tonight. So right on. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, back to sponsors. Um, again, we talked about it a little bit, but Team Bonafide, Team Yak Attack, uh, new with them, but absolutely loving being a part of them, representing those great brands. Uh, Blackfish Gear, um, Explore Lacrosse, uh, Ray Marine, um, Tacticam, it's a great camera for your uh, for your vessel and be looking forward to their new fish eye that comes out. That's actually super exciting. Um, perfect. I mean, I helped design that, uh, with a buddy here and, and uh, camera and their fish eye is going to be top notch for everything you need for fishing or for filming on the water and, uh, have all the bells and whistles that make self-filming really easy. So definitely something to check out. And then, uh, just this week, I, I'm super excited to announce, I, uh, um, Working with ALX Rods, uh, great oh, nice. rods down in uh, in North Carolina, produced here in America, and and just great rods that I use anyway. And so I'm just happy to be able to to work with them and use them and uh, be part of them now too. Very cool, dude. Yeah. Well, congrats on that as well, dude. Thank you. Very cool. Well, you guys, be sure to go follow Jeremiah. Check out the uh, Explore Lacrosse website and things of that nature, and. Uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from Jeremiah again soon and, uh, you know, go check out those dates for all the kayak tournaments coming to the area up there. I know that Hobie one's probably going to be a, a really nice big event. So till next time, guys, tight lines, smooth paddling. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. 
you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.